0: Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this
1: is Cuda Confidential,
0: the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger.
2: Hello, Barracuda fans. Welcome to another edition of Cuda Confidential. I'm your host, Nick Nolenberger. In this episode, we'll recap the week that was chat with assistant coach Michael Chason, and set the stage for the upcoming weekend of games against the Tucson Roadrunners. embarked on their first official road trip this past weekend traveling to the Lone Star State to take on the Texas Stars for the first time since the 2018 19 season entering the weekend the Barracuda held a lifetime record of 9 4 1 and 2 against the Dallas Stars affiliate and 3 3 one and 1 at the HEB Center From 2015 to 2018, the Barracuda and Stars battled as members of the AHL's Pacific Division. But Texas moved to the Central Division before the 2018-19 season with the addition of the Colorado Eagles to the Pacific. On Friday, in the first of three games over a five-day span against the Stars, the Barracuda jumped out to a 2-0 lead. But before that point, Sam Harvey, in his professional debut, made his first of two highlight reel saves as he denied former Montreal Canadiens top draft choice, Nikita Sherbak, after the puck was ricocheted off of the stanchion and came back right up the middle of the ice. Here's a puck that comes off the back wall, and oh my, what a save by Harvey. A disastrous sequence is going to end up on a highlight reel as Harvey came out of the net to play the puck it came off the stanchion after Harvey's save the Barracuda would take the game's first lead at 12:48 as Jake McGrew found Kyle Topping in the low slot. Plays a lock for DeSimone, snakes his way into the offensive zone, threads a needle for McGrew, DeSimone buried along the far wall, centered in front, and they score! It's Topping, his first American Hockey League goal. The goal for Topping, was the first of his professional career as Friday marked his American Hockey League debut and the goal came off his first pro shot. Then, 42 seconds later, Jeff Viel extended San Jose's lead to 2-0 with his first of the season. Go to the right areas, you're gonna be rewarded. Here's another chance, they score! This time, it's Jeff Viel, and the lead is extended to two. Biel was dropped to a knee as he was falling to his side. He was able to get his stick on it. In the waning seconds of the first, the Stars would get one back as Adam Mascarin would fire a shot on net from the right wing and then bury his own rebound. 14 seconds remaining now in this opening 20 minutes. One last chance for the Stars. Mascarin down the wing. Save his made. Puck is loose in front. And he scores. Mascarin got his own rebound. And the Stars have cut the lead in half, which is 4.6 seconds remaining in the first. Veskeren threw the puck on net. Harvey made the initial save. Just a minute and eight seconds into the second period, Chaz Redekop was called for slashing. And Texas's captain Cole Schneider was able to tip a Sureback shot past Harvey to level the score at 2-2. Here's a chance. Dakina Sureback scores. Sureback a low shot. Now tied at 2-2, Harvey would again come up large with a tremendous right leg stop as he laid on his stomach sprawled out in the crease, keeping the game tied at 2-2. The L spilled in his own defensive zone, but the Paracruz could get some support via Jacob Magnin. It's clear back to the middle third, but Masquerick threads the needle. Has a man moving in. Oh, save. Oh, my goodness. What a save by Harvey. What a fabulous stop by Sam Harvey. Down and out. He kicks the pad. A desperation attempt to keep the puck out of the net. The net was off its moorings, but the official never blew it dead. And Harvey kind of kicked the leg backwards and somehow comes up with a save. That's about as good of a save as you will ever see. Harvey. The Stars would then be called for consecutive minor penalties in the second period. And during the tail end of the second power play, Jaden Holbgox would jam home his first of the year. Defenseman, out of the box now is Gardner, so five on four, wrist shot, Shelman Sprawled out, rebound, where's the puck? They score! It's Holbgox. A broken scramble play in front. Both teams were trying to whack away at it. Eventually, it's spinning on the goal line, and it's tucked home by Holmgawax. In the third, the Barracuda will go back onto the penalty kill. And again, Harvey would come up with a crucial save. This time on Antonio Lewis from point-blank range. Open field hit usually results in a penalty, whether it should have been or not. Either way, the barracuda on the PK. Here's a bump play. Good save by Harvey in the secondary chance for Lewis. is in between Harvey's pads, and he's had some highlight reel saves here tonight. That might be the biggest stop, though. The Barracuda will put the game away with two more goals in the third. First, it was defenseman Robbie Russo who fired a bomb from the right flank past Texas's Colton Point at 8-16. In the corner, finds Shelman to the right side for Russo. Shot! He scores! Robbie Russo has his first as a member of the Barracuda. And the lead is back up to two. And then Ozzie Weisblatt. The Sharks' number one draft choice from 2020 would find the back of the net for his first of his professional career. Stars have taken over the lead in terms of shots, 31-29. Here's a chance, Weisblatt! He scores! he Weisblatt, the number 31 overall pick in the 2020 NHL entry draft as his first goal of his professional career. Harvey would make 29 saves in total and the Barracuda would win the game 5-2. The first victory for San Jose in the 2021 season. Harvey caught up with the media following the game. Yeah, I felt good. I had a good warm up. Uh, I made some adjustment after the second goal. I think I was playing a little bit deep, uh, but after that, I think uh, I played well and uh, we got the win. So that's uh, that's a good start. Well, after the second goal, I just looked at the video and I was uh, I saw myself a little bit deep and uh, I knew it wasn't right. So I just made that uh, little adjustment. We we talked about it about it with Danny before the game. So I was uh, I knew what to do. Head coach Roy Sommer said everybody pulled up their socks and there wasn't a single player in the lineup that you could say played a bad game.
1: Yeah, topping was good. You know, Weisblatt scored, you know, some guys that hadn't scored at the pro level yet and it was good they got on the board. And like I said, it was there wasn't anyone that was, that you could go like, man, he didn't, didn't play well tonight. I thought everyone pulled their socks up and, and did a great job. Sommer also said, The same by
2: Harvey in the third on Antonio Lewis May have been the best of the night
1: well I, I thought the save of the game really was probably one that most people wouldn't have thought but I you know it was the I think it was a one goal game there and then uh, it was on the the power, their their power play and he made that five hole save I thought it went underneath him and I don't know how he stopped it but you know he had a couple of desperation saves he made tonight deserved the win though no, he you know he's battled in practice he's been a you know has you know been going out with the extras, been taking thousands of shots, and uh, you know he got rewarded. On Saturday, the second game of three, the Barracuda
2: knew they were going to get Texas's best shot, and the Stars waited just five minutes and 42 seconds to open up the scoring as Joe Sakoni fired one in from the right half wall, his first of his AHO career in his 59th career game. He's on this Texas Stars roster. Nice play by Merkley, but he's now stripped of the puck by Tufty and rimmed around the boards by Magna of the Barracuda. Ciccone now, shot from an angle, scores! Joe Sacconi from along the right half wall, just swings one in on net. I don't think Harvey ever saw the puck. But two minutes and six seconds later, Jake McGrew, the Californian native, would snap one past Thomas Shaw as he carried it down the right wing. The first of his AHL career. Held in, but now skipped off the wall. Here's a chance developing. McGrew working it shut. He scores! Jake McGrew has his first American Hockey League goal. And we are even at 1-1. The Stars would regain their lead in the first at 15-21. This time, it was Ben Gleason who would light the lamp as Schurzak found him on the back door, Dawson Toe will wheel one around the near side wall, and here comes Sherback's going to be a two-on-one. He's got Stranges, the rookie, with him. Sherback trying to feather it over Merkley. What a great defensive play by the youngster, Merkley, able to intercept the cross ice pass. Now he blocks a shot by Stranges, but it's thrown in front, and Ben Gleason scores. Just 29 seconds later the Barracuda would tie it back up as Joachim Blickfeld found the back of the net with his second of the year. Pashnick, Shoal comes out of his net to play the puck. So tries to clear, held in by Brinson Pashuk Blickfeld turns, fires, he scores! And just like that, Joachim Blickfeld has leveled this game at 2-2. But with just 39 seconds to go in the first period, Anthony Lewis would push the Stars back ahead. Now Nick DeSimone, Rick White, Chaz Redikop, dangerous centerized feeds, picked off there. Damiani, near side, scores! It's Anthony Lewis has given the Stars back their lead. Despite getting outshot 16-8 in the second period, the Barracuda managed to tie the game. And again, it was Blickfeld who was the goal scorer. Now Merkley on the point, has a man, it's Blickfeld, fireside, back hitter, he scores! Yoakam Blickfeld is on the board again, and we are tied up for the third time in this hockey game. Now at 3-3. In the third, the Barracuda began the period on the power play after Texas had taken a late second period penalty. Despite multiple chances and out the Stars 4-0 to begin the period, it was Texas again who managed to go back up by a goal. And again, it was the captain, Cole Schneider, who lifted the Stars back ahead, a goal that would turn out to be the game winner. Here comes Melnick down the right wing for the Stars, centers it up high, shot scored! The Stars would add an empty netter from 2019 top draft choice Thomas Harley to seal the win, and Thomas Shaw would pick up his first victory of his AHL career. Jake McGrew, who scored his first AHL goal, talked to the media following the game.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's exciting um, get the first one out of the way, but the uh, puck just came up my wall, and I tried to get it past the, the D and uh, didn't get it, and luckily Sumo was there to back me up and just made a good easy play chip off the wall to me and uh, tried to get to the middle and use my shot I think just keep it simple and get pucks to the net so yeah I think we just need to keep it simple get pucks deep and and get after it on the forecheck I think it's as simple as that there's not much much else to it I think if we keep it simple and play below the goal line we'll be fine
2: when we return we'll chat with Barracuda assistant coach Michael Chason this is CUDA Confidential
0: the future of Carbine is here Hey, it's Shondell Grant of the DGDG Mazda Stores. Capital Mazda, Oak Tree Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. And I'm proud to present No-Brainer Checkout. Shop online, buy online. Get loan pre-approval. Customize your payments. From start to finish, the entire car buying process is all online. No-Brainer Checkout, exclusively from the Bay Area DGDG Mazda Stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We are pleased to be joined by the assistant coach for
2: the San Jose Barracuda, Mike Jason. Chaser, your group now two weeks through the season. You've seen a little bit of a sample size, four games played so far. Give us your assessment on your thoughts over these first couple of weeks. And do you feel like you've got a little bit better grasp on what you guys have in terms of a group this year?
4: Yeah, I, th- I think we do as a staff and, you know, as an organization, I think we do have the ability to, you know have a little bit more time on the ice you know kind of before training camp started with us being down you know in Arizona and you know we've we've been able to do a lot with these guys obviously with these covid restrictions and you know barring some you know limitations there and and some you know different types of situations that have arose but we've done a good job as a group and you know now that we're actually getting into some gameplay and some um, you know, ability to get these guys into action, I think it's going to work out great that we're going to be able further ahead than what we were, you know, potentially, um, you know, at different
2: points throughout the year, since I've been here for the last three years. Peel back a little bit of the curtain for us. You've got John McCarthy, Danny Sabrin, of course, yourself, Jimmy Bono. And back again this season is Roy Sommer. You, you've got a lot of, Coaches in the fold this year—it seems like a, a pretty good group in cl- terms of uh, the camaraderie that has been built among you guys. But we have that many people, kind of chefs, I guess, in the kitchen. How how do you guys kind of deviate uh, on uh, who who speaks and and who uh, is heard, and, and how does all that work with as many uh, coaches as you have this year? Well, I
4: think that's a kudos to the Sharks organization. Obviously, they they believe in development, and you know our players have done you know a great job of you know responding to the way that we're trying to teach these guys and that being said you know there's a, there's a lot of guys with you know a lot of pro experience you know roy John McCarthy, Danny Saber and Jimmy Bono, you know, they all played in this league. They've all been around, you know, the game of hockey for a long time. And, you know, we all bring something a little bit different. You know, we all have a different way of teaching, a different way of communicating, a different way of seeing the games. And, you know, Roy does a good job of, you know, delegating tasks and giving us responsibilities. And it's our job to run with it, you know, come up with a game plan as far as development or, you know, situational things or practice or power play or penalty killer, the D or the forwards or face-offs. And, you know, it's, good I, th- I think it's a good mix of you know youth and experience and you know i think our players are, are very fortunate to have that situation
2: you had 14 different players on your opening night roster that were in their first year in the AHL. i think in game one you had nine making their american hockey league debuts so there is a lot of information for a lot of young players as they try to retain that information as quick as possible and get up to speed how have you felt like some of these young guys have been able to absorb what you guys are trying to teach them
4: it's a unique year, you know what I mean, in that sense, with the way that we're teaching, with the way that we're trying to process the information to these players and seeing how quickly they can, you know, um, I guess, retain and then process it on the ice. So our practices are designed to put these guys in situations to you know learn these learn these and learn these situations and gain the experience and you know it's our job to uh you know teach these guys you know um correctively show them you know this is how you're supposed to do you know this or this is where you're supposed to be on this situation or this is the read you're supposed to have and you break it down every player learns differently so you know whether it's one-on-one zoom meetings or you know one-on-one um you know close conversations you know what i mean with these guys over zoom it's it's huge. And, you know, we're, we're trying to be as creative as possible with, you know, our leadership group and having that direct line of communication to see where the group's at as a whole. But individual, it's a lot of teaching clips over Zoom and a lot of recorded stuff and, and trying to make sure that we're, we're getting these guys the information as soon as possible. So if they have questions, they could text us or call us and, you know, we try to regurgitate it back to them and in a clear and concise way possible
2: maybe 10 or so months ago zoom would have been foreign. at this point it's become uh, like second nature for everybody do you feel like the players have gotten a little bit used to that type of teaching and the retention that needs to be had over video do you feel like players are, are used to that and accustomed to that now as well i think yes and no i, I think some players do a good job of
4: you know um, gathering that information, trying to understand it and, and realizing what situations to use it in practice. But I think overall as a whole, um, you know, there's, there's definitely some guys who it's new. They don't really understand how important that is. And I think a good thing that happened from this is, is, you know, when we record these videos, these players have it. So, you know, they can go back on their own. Time and watch it, you know, one, two, three more times instead of just a, you know, five, seven, eight minute meeting. You know, before we get on the ice or after morning skate, they see it once and then it's like they have to try to remember it. If they have questions or they don't understand, they can always go back and watch it. We've talked to a few of the older guys and they've done that, you know, a couple of times. And you know, these young guys, it's it's a learning curve. You know, not just the video, but you know how to, you know, eat right, how to train, you know, how to recover, how to, you know, all that kind of stuff is is all new and it's something that they're trying to learn. So it's not just the video side with teaching, but we have a good group of vets with, you know, Megna and D Simone and Truzy and Sumo and Veeler And, you know, those guys, they've, they've done a good job of showing these guys the right way on, on how to do things.
2: You play defense in college. You play defense during your uh, short pro career as well. You also work with the defense. This is a much more veteran group than you've had in the last handful of years. You bring in Robbie Russo, Jazz Redikop, another guy coming into the fold who has American League experience under his belt. Um, None more senior than Jacob Megna, as we had talked about earlier. He is your captain. but. What has it been like working with a little bit more of a veteran unit? You've also got Nick D. Simone and Jake Middleton who's up right now, but some guys who have been around the block a little bit. And then the young guys like a like a Ryan Merkley that everybody has their eyes on in the organization. How has it been working with some of these older guys who have seen, you know, a lot of things in the AHL over their careers so far?
4: I really think some of the best teaching and the best learning comes from, you know, peer-to-peer. Peer and, you know, watching a guy like Jacob Magna or Nick DeSimone or Robbie Russo do things right every day. And, you know, them setting that standard of this is what's acceptable. This is what our expectation is, you know, as a group, as a whole. And, you know, they, those young players can learn a lot from those guys. Yeah. It's my job to, you know, continue to get these guys, you know, getting better at these little things. That's going to help them in their pro career. But, you know, I really think they can learn a lot from those veteran guys that you spoke of earlier.
2: When we return We'll make our way across enemy lines and hear from several members of the Tucson Roadrunners organization. This is CUDA Confidential.
1: We've all been there. You're not feeling so hot and you wanna see your doctor, but you're not so sure you can even get out of bed. Kaiser Permanente gives you care your way. So if you wanna see your doctor in person, we can do that. But if getting in the car is the last thing you wanna do, that's okay, just schedule a video visit. Kaiser Permanente gives you high-quality care in person, online, or over the phone so you can thrive. Learn more at kp.org.
2: Appointments is available and appropriate. The Roadrunners enter the first of three straight with the Barracuda on Thursday, carrying a perfect 4-0 record into the game. Tucson beat the Barracuda twice to open up the year, and then swept Ontario this past weekend on the road. Michael Bunting is tied for first in the AHL with seven points and his teammates Lane Peterson and Kevin Waugh ranked tied for second in the AHL in scoring with six points apiece. As of Monday, Ivan Prozvatov is the only goaltender in the AHL to have four wins already. Steve Poffin, who was appointed Tucson's head coach in late January, has obviously liked the way his team has played so far this year. He says one of the keys to their early success is his team's ability to create their own energy.
5: Coming out with uh, four points, uh, you, you, you can't be disappointed. Uh, but there's obviously a lot of shots on net, and uh, we are, I, I'm not sure that we're spending that much time defending. There are some moments where we make uh, s- some wrong choices with the puck. And uh, you know they're able to extend their their zone possession. So you know we're we're definitely going to have to clean up some things in the D zone. But overall, I got to be uh, you know we're we're off to a good start. And, and you know the boys are, are creating their own energy, and you can see it building. And uh, you can see roles being developed. And uh, it's a, it's it's like you said, it's it's we're happy with a good start.
2: When the AHL season was halted last year. The Roadrunners were sitting pretty at the top spot in the division. Many of those key pieces are back in the old Pueblo this year. Following the first two meetings between the Barracuda and the Roadrunners, Potman says the expectations among his players are extremely high.
5: Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think uh, we started out pretty well in the exhibition season and Uh, I I think our guys have real high expectations of themselves uh, you know particularly some the guys that are on the power play when they're performing on the power play and uh, I know that they weren't happy with the, the, the first game and uh, the chances they did get on it, I know that they wanted to, uh, to improve on it, and that's the kind of group that uh, we have. You can hear the chatter, and you can hear the banter, and you can hear them you know, trying to figure out ways to, to, make, it, uh, to make it work so that uh, we can execute.
2: Poffin says with the leadership they have in place, it doesn't take much to motivate his team.
5: Well, to be honest with you, you know what? It doesn't take a lot uh, to motivate this group. I think they they had uh, some self chats, and I think they they, you know, as I was walking into the locker room, they were already uh, having conver- holding conversations and uh, you, you know making sure they tightened up in certain areas. So uh, honestly, it was no uh, nothing that. I said, I think it was, you know, more of a, a, a group thing and, you know, we have some good leaders in the room that know uh, what we expect and it's easy for them to push the message. Potvin
2: says getting contributions from the new players too has certainly been a key to the team's early success
5: yeah it's definitely it's definitely great to have everybody contribute you know when everybody's contributing and, and particularly with the new players you, you get a sense of belonging and feeling a part of the team and yeah, I'm sure they feel relieved that they they got it done so quickly and and uh, you know now they they can just uh, you know concentrate moving forward and, and you know making sure that uh, the details of their game are, are going in the right direction, and I, I feel like it's, it's, it's something that they're all willing and, and wanting to do.
2: Ivan Prozvatov, who's been a key piece to Tucson's early successes, says it's evident that a lot of guys got way better during the summer.
3: You know, it's all about our work ethic, you know, and practices. Obviously, you can see right now, like, you had a good summer, right? All the guys put on some work work this summer. A lot of guys got way better. And, uh, you know, we're a little younger team than last year, but uh, we just compete hard all the time we go there. And uh, it's really good to see that. Two
2: years ago, Lane Peterson was one of the AHL's top players. He says the club has a good blend of both skill And work ethic.
3: Um, Yeah I think um, what we need uh, every night to uh, have success is you know a full team effort. Um, You know all 12 forwards and and 60 and our our goalie obviously is uh, huge for us. Ivan's been been a brick wall through the first two games, so uh, what well, we hope that continues, and we know he's up to the task. He's a, he's a great goaltender. So um, yeah, I think just uh, just looking down our lineup, I think we got a good blend of you know guys with um, just a great work ethic and uh, and skill, and um, uh, I think just the camaraderie in the room is uh, is um, it, it bodes well and is is big for you know the the on ice. Um, uh product sorry (laughs) um so yeah no I think uh just um taking what we we have in the locker room just with the camaraderie and the friendship and you know how tight-knit of a group we are I think that translates onto the ice really well and um you know hopefully we can just keep uh keep growing and um keep pushing forward here.
2: Potvin says Peterson is a game breaker and seeing him back from an injury plague 2019-20 season has been not only a big boost for his team's offense but also Within the locker room as well
5: yeah obviously when we have a, a player like uh, Lane in the lineup he's gonna you know he, he can break it open at any point and uh, you know we, we <laughs> seen him go down last year it, it really uh, affected our team it affected uh, you know the locker room and just seeing him come back and, and have that that you know that, that stamina to to want to have success and looking for ways to to keep improving his game and and he has and you know without his without scoring you, you can't win so he's a major contributor obviously offensively but uh, there's a lot that he brings in the locker room and there's a lot that he brings to the to the team five on five as well.
2: The Barracuda and Roadrunners are scheduled to face off three times over a four-day span, starting on Thursday in Tucson. That's going to do it for this episode of Cuda Confidential. A big thanks to Michael Chason and Tucson's Adrian Denny for providing sound bites. I'm Nick Nolenberger saying so long until next time.